Hey everyone, welcome to the next edition of We Can't Come and Die. I'm Martha. And I'm Debs. And I'm Ty. Unfortunately, Fran has to leave us for personal reasons, but the show must go on. That's right. So, this episode is about our experience in Nigeria six months later. It's been a while. And we're going to talk about everything. Now that we've got there, all the glam has kind of worn off. We've been here, we've been at work, we've been going to schools and jobs and everything. So let's hear about it. Okay, I think one of the things that has really surprised me and I've been very happy with is the health service that's offered here. Um, For work, I have a... Uh, what do we call it? HMO. HMO. We have HMO and it's been fantastic. So I had to go for myself once. I've taken two of my children there and the service, you know, you have the whole Nigerian aspect of it that you have to queue. First of all, when you get there, you you show them your card. They're like, we don't accept your card. And you're like, what? You're the only hospital I can get to for my work. My work says this is the only place we can go. But once you get over that, the service is pretty amazing. The standard is exactly what I would expect in the UK, but even better because there is no waiting list. If you need an MRI, it can maybe, what, how many days did it take? Yeah, so... We So recently I've had kind of a long-term injury and typically I've not kind of done anything about it for a long period of time. And actually when I was at home over the summer, I went to see the GP, as you do. I said, like, come on, this has been going on for a long time. What are you going to do? They sent me a referral. Naturally, I was already back before the three months later when a referral comes through. Mm-hmm. However, here on the HMO, it's like being a private system at mm-hmm. home. Like everything was covered. So went there, got the referral, sent me to do the MRI, literally the same day. Same day, I went, done the MRA. It was over the weekend. So by the, like that was like a Friday. By Monday, um, it was ready, got the results. I saw an ortho, I saw physiotherapy, and done with all in within a couple of days. Literally, blood's done, same day. So yes, we had to be on them because we knew the system. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, you go there and there's this whole system of when you go there, anything that you need, they have to kind of email your HMO to check that it's going to be approved. Yes. I mean, I do think that system could be improved. Yes. But whatever. So what we did was as soon as they sent the email, we would call our HMO to make sure that they got the email. And then once we called our HMO, um, we told them to expect the email from the hospital and approve it. So yes. that's just kind of stopped that little downtime, wait yes. time to make sure that we got through straight away. So I'm not going to lie. That was excellent. It was. And also what you do get is when they when the HMO approves it, they kind of give you almost like a receipt. Yes. And then when you look at the prices, it was actually quite reasonable. Yes. Able for the medication as well. But we know that things do get subsidized. Medication gets subsidized for Nigeria. But I have to say that my first experience, I was very apprehensive at the beginning because I wasn't sure, but it has been excellent. Yeah. That the HMO has been really great. All the specialists are there on call. If you don't see them one day, you can see them the next day. And it's just been fantastic. So for me, the health, if you come here, you must have HMO. Make yeah. sure you're signed up to an HMO because it covers everything, even glasses, Two of my children and I wear glasses. We can get contact lenses. Obviously, you pay a little bit for when you go to see an optician, but when you compare it, it is really nothing. I think it was like 20,000 naira, and I had like uh, the coating for... So when I'm in the sun, it gets dark, 20,000 naira. 
and that was it. It really was great, it. and it's worth it. You get some cover to a certain point, but if you want anything extra, it's not that bad, though, to be honest, for it. So for me, the health, the opticians, my next call is the dentist, so I'm not sure how that's going to be. But yeah, I've got to do dental. I'm yes. Yeah. No, seriously, it's been good stuff. No, because if you think about it, all jokes aside, okay, um, lots of the doctors here have been trained abroad. Exactly. And they've come back and, oh. and done things. So there's, a, there's a, And we have the typical thing like you have in the UK. Well, lots of the doctors here are from India. Yeah. Exactly. As well. And to be fair, at home, the NHS is made up of us anyway. The exactly. NHS is made up of minorities anyway. Exactly. So it's not any different. Yes. So, how about you, Miss Debs? <laughs> And for the rest of this episode, it will be the Deb Show. Oh my goodness. I don't even know where to start. Six months on. I don't know. It's just been a bit surreal. Like, it's not what been what I thought it was. I thought I'd land in Nigeria and it would be like bits and glam and every weekend it would be like shopping and parties and parties and no. <laughs> not I, work. You need to be realistic. If you're coming to Nigeria and you're used to coming, I suppose, on holiday, and you said all that fun stuff, the fadgy stuff, if you work here, it's a whole different ballgame. And I think, to be honest with you, this has been the most stressed I've been in my life because of working in Nigeria. I don't know how it is for the other ladies, but it's very intense. It's wake up in the morning, you have a fight in traffic, fighting somebody at work, you're fighting, fighting, fight, you're fighting the heat. It's all go 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 there's no like chill time so i think if you're coming here and you're thinking oh i'm going to come to work so you're same as in, in london you're gonna it's going to be a big surprise for you what well, to be fair i work in a school here and when i work in a school in the in the uk i usually go to work about seven in the morning quarter to seven and i don't i don't usually leave to like six in the evening mm-hmm. and i got home about six thirty seven, mm-hmm. and i've got loads of work to do sometimes i used to work till like 12 at night go to sleep and wake up but here my work starts pretty early so i'm up really early but by four o'clock i'm usually home okay yeah so, or quarter to four even if i'm really on point i leave work on time but you see we also get like i have lots of periods because i'm a teacher the periods that are free for me to do other things so but you are right the intensity is ridiculous here and i think it's just to do with the way nigerians are wired everything is so intense and i don't understand i'm still trying to feel and understand why it's like that nothing is ever really quite simple i mean i think you know i've been here longer than the ladies it's kind of like my second stint and i think as you say the very first time i came one of the things i realized i'm the type of person like from university days the one thing I've always done made sure of is okay I'm going to get away I'm going to do minimum one holiday a year I mean actually I think I average about two holidays a year but and I mean proper holidays you know going to the Caribbean long haul not I'm not I'm not the Europe traveler I'm the Americas the Caribbean you know that kind of stuff yeah and so I have done that consistently and that's for me so like you, I'd get to work at seven, leave, come home at like eight, nine, all that stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't have a family yet. You know, I don't have um, children or anything. So when I was doing that and I started my in the profession, like literally straight out of uni, it was just kind of like, it was cool. It was no problem. You know, like, I haven't got that other commitment. I partied on my weekend. So I kind of felt like I had a good work-life balance mm-hmm. because in the evenings, 
people are doing things anyway, yes. right? So I always thought I had a good work-life balance. And the first time I came to Nigeria, done that, we start early, don't get me wrong, as in my school started at seven at, in the UK, even though I got in earlier. Yes. But in Nigeria, we start at seven. School starts at, at seven. seven. Yes. But I was getting, like you, getting home at four o'clock. And I'm telling you, getting home at four o'clock with no marking, no, like, I'm not bringing anything home. Mm. Yes. So that was the first time after working for like, 12 years yes yeah. ever. Yeah. so principally that was the first yeah, time I ever came home mm-hmm. and had nothing to do and I'm telling you I was bored out of my that's when I realised I because I realised I didn't have a life, life. Yes, because before you never had time to do hobbies exactly. you never had time to do anything else and work was always occupying you mm-hmm. so then I realised actually I don't have no hobbies because I'm coming home at 4 o'clock and I've got nothing to do mm-hmm. Exactly. Because normally I get home at four o'clock and work's not finished. You're marking. Wow. I've got nothing to do. I'm like, wow, all this time I've been lying to myself. (laughs) I ain't really had no work life balance. And then I switched and I said, then I switched and I said, do you know what? Instead of it being the other way around where I live in the UK and it's like, oh, just during the summer period, I've the whole year. That I have worked my butt off, yes, and I get a two-week holiday mm-hmm. in the summer. I switch that. Being in Nigeria feels like the whole year yes. is more of like a rest, a good yes. rest period. That first year I went home, I didn't even really feel like I needed a break. Yeah. And I must say, okay, like Nigeria frustrates the hell out of you sometimes. It does. And that was the when I moved, people were like, doesn't it frustrate you? And it does. And it frustrates you if you try and worry or expect a certain standard yes. for everything. Yes. I'm not saying lower your standards, but you can't compare a developing country, no matter how much money it's got, no how much potential it's got, to the country that we've come from exactly. in every single aspect. Mm-hmm. And that's the frustration. It's, it's the frustration because I'm comparing it to something exactly. else. Exactly. When you don't do that, it's not, it. as, it's, it's not as bad. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. But no matter how much that happens, no matter how much that frustrates you, and I'm going to remain here, the quality of my My life life. is much better. Mm -hmm. Like, Every like there are little things which I'm just like really I'm gonna and I might need to get up out of here so that I don't kill somebody and end up in Nigerian prison. (laughs) (laughs) But then I'm like, nah, the I don't even know what the words are for what that was like in the UK because we're dealing with the same level of frustration, but at least the quality of my life here is better and you know as I said before I'd rather fight with my people if I'm going to be fighting and I'm going to be frustrated let me fight my people mm-hmm. innit? let that frustration be here and me be making an impact and some developing stuff with my people that's, that's my view this thing like what, what I've realised in Nigeria is for this past time I've been here is that the potential to accomplish much is there you can accomplish almost anything here. And I felt like, I don't feel that, when I was in the UK, one thing I felt I had my work, but if I wanted to do anything else, it, it seemed like it, take, it took so much more effort. Whereas here, there's that, that glass ceiling, that's right, you reach a certain way or a certain status at work or a certain place and you can't go any further. That's it. Mm. Whereas in, the, in Nigeria, the potential seems endless. That's how I feel about it. Like all, So many things I feel like I want to do, once I've settled in at work, I feel like I can actually do those things and I actually can be successful. So that's the potential to always achieve, I feel, is here as well. Mm. Coming off of what Tyra said, I think if I was going to do this again, 
what I would do, I'd plan, I'd plan more and I'd probably save more mm -hmm. and I wouldn't come and work. I thought that I had to come and work to understand Nigeria, but I don't think it's added anything to my understanding of Nigeria. I think it hasn't. I, don't, I personally, I don't know about you. Mm -hmm. So I if you wouldn't... Nigeria, um, um, anyway, yeah. So if you wouldn't work, how would you do that? I yes. would have, I would have, no, I would have saved, from leaving the UK, I would have saved, I have my business ideas I want to do anyway, so mm -hmm. I probably would have saved up and then probably implemented that and networked. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of my time is taken up with my job. I don't know how other people in other industries are, but I think if I was advising somebody, I'd say, come with your business idea, come with money, network and do your thing. Because working in the system, it is intense. It is intense. And Nigeria as a country is a beautiful place. You meet people all the time from different walks of life. But I think the working environment is a very stressful environment. But is it better than the U? Is it, is it any different from the UK? Is it any different from the UK? I think... It's not, it's not worse, but you just get surprised by things. You're like, really? Is this yeah. what you're doing now? Like, and the things that are acceptable here, you just be rolling your head like, how are you getting away with this? Do you know what? I think if I'm honest, though, I think if I'm honest, I think our experiences are also representative very much of our characters and our personalities. Yes. So, for example, as I said, Nigeria will frustrate you. Yeah. And people say, are you not frustrated? And to be fair, I'm not frustrated with Nigeria, and we're frustrated at work. Yes, and, that's the difference. And, yeah. I, and you get frustrated at work anyway. And then there's things that happen on the outside, per se. And the things, my frustration at work are because the people are Nigerian and there's a particular mindset. Yes. But it's more around that. And I have, and I think the level of frustration that I've got to with work hasn't been maybe as bad as Deb's, mm. but just generally because I'm more of a ethic kind of person like there's a I, I don't necessarily take on as much mm. and I think in order to survive here that's something that you've got to kind of do that's it. so there's been lots of times that you can't necessarily kind of feel like worry about every little thing some of those things some things you just got to let go that's like, it you know you want to go in you want to try and fix things you want to work to the best of your ability and you want to improve stuff and you want to do Get things that, man. like you can't do that with every single thing here because the system's just not set up in a way to let you do that and if you try and do that that's what frustrates you that's it. just like i want to do my job mm. i want to kind of do this and you're bringing all of these things that literally do not make sense exactly. as in like i i'm with you i look at it sometimes and i'm like how does that make Am sense? Am I not with educated people? Mm -hmm. Am I not with people who make... Like, this? what you're talking about doesn't make sense. Doesn't add. And so the, the, the big math saying is, I always say to people, stop using your brain. I like, literally, mm. crazy stuff happens. And I'm like, did you just use your brain? Are you, are you, are you thinking about something common sense-wise? Because you just can't do that with everything. That you'll get frustrated. If you don't do that, and I know it sounds extreme, but honestly, if you don't just... Ex like, you know we take a lot for granted, and we're just like... Well, I expect you to understand that this is not done thing. Yes. Or I expect you to understand something, then it's our expectation why we end up getting frustrated. That's the issue. And that's what you have to kind of lose. When you lose that, at least you're not frustrated. It doesn't stop the problem, but at least you don't feel that level of frustration. And then you can try and deal with what it is. And I found, unfortunately, I think the biggest thing that I find in Nigeria is that you can cut like I'm not gonna come and just reap the benefits and not try and impact and yes. make a difference yes. and help some improvement along the way. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna do that. But I definitely don't think I can make an impact in the system as much as I would like to, or potentially as much as we could potentially do somewhere else. And I think that's the kind of middle ground that you kind of get, get to understand. So, you know, being an expat, I don't have to deal with 
the fact that there's no necker. I have an inverter. So I don't yes. even have to deal with the fact that, you know, the light goes out and then you have to wait for that moment until the generator goes on. And I have that luxury because my employer is paying, you know, my apartment service and all that. So I get that it's a, a you know, a fantasy type world that I'm living in. Yes. And that if I had to pay for all of that, that would be a, a different level of frustration. Mm-hmm. So I understand all that. And because I appreciate that and I know where that is, on the same instance, I do want to be trying to be involved and where possible impact, you know, education is my thing. So that's the area I want to try and do it in. But at the same time, unfortunately, you just can't help everyone. Or well, you can't. To everything or give back to the level that you want to. Because like we've experienced, like, like, like that whole thing with my driver thing. Like you try to be nice and people just don't seem to understand it. It's 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 a different level. I thought you see that's something I came here. I thought about I can help people. Sorry for me to cut you off, Mike. Okay. I think I can help people. I can do that. But then I realized, you know what? When you help people, there's always some kind of comeback. I don't understand that happens, mm-hmm. or for all of a sudden you become their benefactor and that they expect you to help them every single time that they have a situation. But I feel like. The best way to have an impact is think about whatever industry you're working in and just try and do something within that. But even doing that in itself is frustrating because you're always dealing with people who are Nigerian. And no matter what you say, people are always trying to bargain. They're always trying to say these. There's always a reason. But like you said, these are my people. And, And I came, one of the reasons I came back was I wanted to be around my people. I ha- I came back really with really very little expectations. I had expectations of my workplace, but outside of my workplace, I had no expectations. So now I think for me, even when you're coming back, have very little expectation of your workplace. Don't expect it to, to have be, international to standards. Have international mm. standards. Do not, under any circumstance, mm-hmm. have any expectation of your workplace. It would be great if you get there and it's going international, so then that's great. But when you get there, they might claim to be international. It's a lie. They're very Nigerian. <laughs> They'll have all the international flags or whatever. <laughs> They're Nigerian. And um, when I say Nigerian, some of them are even more conk Nigerian than you think. And you will just be shocked, like you said, using your brain, thinking, oh, let's do this, let's do that. They'll be like, actually, no, we can't do that. And I'll just be like, what do you mean? It makes sense. They're like, no, let's do this. And I'm like, yeah, but that's more complicated. No, it's not. What apps suggest is going to take us two days? What suggest is going to take us a week? Why are we doing that? Oh, you know, that's how we've always done it. This is um, my story. Story of my life. This is how we've always done it. I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But can we change it? No. Okay. I used to say, what do you mean you can't change it? But I've come to understand. I said, no. I'm like, all right, then. We'll just keep going until, I don't know, maybe somebody dies. I don't know. Well, yeah. Coming off of that point, um, what you need to understand, which a lot of people don't like to talk about, which is very evident, there is a big divide between the locals and the expats. And a lot of people don't like to talk about it, but in the workplace, I've seen it with my eyes. They either love you or they hate you. Either they support you or they're going to be petty. So you need to be aware of that. You need to be aware you're not just coming in like this saviour and they're going to just, everyone's going to welcome you in and it's all just great. Some people, they don't want you to be there. And I think coming into Nigeria, you need to understand that everybody wants you to be there. Whether you're Nigerian like I am or whether you're like Jamaican or whatever or you're a returnee, they just think, oh, you just think you're better than them. That's it. There's that concept already. And they'll be looking for any moment or any instance to really just... 
do with you. <laughs> so if we were to break this down, mm-hmm. okay, if we were to say like, and have a moment to say, oh, like, okay, the Nigerian. Mm-hmm. What you know, we talk about these things. I think we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. What would we say is that Nigerian factor that we've identified? What are the things you say? This is Nigeria, and if you're going to come here, this is what you have to understand that it's like. What would you say? Am I going to talk about the workplace? Or are we talking about Nigerian? Both, um, both. Like, what are those things? Well, we're going to do a whole like podcast on dating in Nigeria. That's a whole other story. But you need to understand that even though someone might present themselves like they're there to help you, sometimes they're actually there just to pull the rug under your feet. And it's more evident in Nigeria because of dog eat dog world. Yes. And you'll be shocked, but the average Nigerian be like. Oh, that's how it is. I think one thing I would say is expectations. Expectation is a big factor when coming back to the to coming back to Nigeria. Expectation is my thing. And I think for me, I think um, my biggest kind of eye opener revelation is understanding the culture nuances and really understanding that no matter how no matter what you say those cultural nuances are there solid. And the, the, the example of that is, what I'll give you is, is I'm female. I'm not married. Um, I don't have children. And I'm in a leadership position. And in the workplace, I wasn't prepared for that. You know, I, 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 I came from the UK. I came because I no longer wanted to be the black person. I'm used to, you have to work harder. You have to do all of that. And I was, you know, prepared for that. I didn't think I had to do that. But I didn't realise that being a woman would be such a big problem here in terms of being a woman and being in charge and the environment accepting that. Mm-hmm. And then the marriage thing. We know we spoke about it jokingly. People saying, oh, God, and we'll talk about this in the dating yeah. when we say, oh, you're not married. Why not? What's wrong, What's with, wrong you? with you? Because I didn't know I should marry myself. <laughs> but I didn't realise the stuff behind it, that this whole thing of I'm not validated mm-hmm. unless I have a man. So I'm married and therefore, aha, uh-huh, you can take care of a house. That means you can take care of an organisation mm-hmm. and you can be a leader. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that. Or, or being young. You know, that whole kind of thing through there. And even though I talk to people who, colleagues or who are on side, who know me, who I've spoken about and explained things to, they can't get past that cultural kind of thing. And that's just one example. So there are lots of little ones. And I think you just need to be aware that these are the standards, these are the cultural norms, these are the cultural values of this country. And they're the same with any other country. Mm -hmm. And once you're aware of them, just know that you will always be privy to them. Yes. And so I think... On that note, I think that kind of rounds up everything that we've said. Yeah. And as usual, through our whole experience, we realised that definitely I can't come and die. I can't come and die I either. I definitely can't come and die. Either. And therefore, we, we can't, can't come, come and, and die. die.